All right. Welcome All right. to the Ascent 420 podcast with Justin, Jordan, Anna, and me, Eric. Um, we have got a special joint today. Hopefully it smokes well because it's fresh, but mm. we've got some uh, Prada Jam in there, some Jack, some Durban Poison, and uh, some Grape God. Dang, a four blend. A four blend. Little and the Grape God is, man, I'm such a fucking idiot. I lost that strain. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a good one. So, mm. Oh, so it's like the last bits? Or the last of it. The okay, last yeah, of the yeah. Grape God. I still have a little bit more, but man, I'm a fucking idiot. This is one that I wanted to keep. Um, but I was thinking we revisit a topic that we talked about on number five, and that's constructive violence. And uh, so it was a fitting to put the Prodigium back in there because the Prodigium, the only way that you can get Prodigium right now is if you fight me at some point, whether it's grappling, whether it's sparring. And everybody here has done that. So everybody here is like able to smoke the Prodigium. (laughs) We're all worthy. (laughs) So you want to start this? No, you can start this one. All right. Anna's scared because there's no filter. There's yeah. no filter. So oh my God. this no. is a week without a filter. We um, kind of moved away from the woke joints. The woke. I've been <laughs> voted. I've been voted again. It's okay. It's okay to stand alone sometimes. PC joints. PC progressive mm. joints. <laughs> That's pretty funny. A filter. Because you do need a filter to be, if you want to be PC, you have to like, oh, oh can I say that? Can yes. I say that? Yeah, yeah, it's a metaphor. Big level right here. Wow. Yeah, it's well. a metaphor. Huh. That just blew my mind, Justin. <laughs> I see how you guys keep your pipes. It's fine. <laughs> Man. Pipes freshly cleaned at home. Well, if we brought out the double the double bubble here, it's a little bit on the dirty side. Mm-hmm. We have a designated cleaner in. Oh yeah, I, I wonder who happens. that is. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> not keeping their duties up. It's not mine. <laughs> I have no. to clean up after people all the time. Hmm. I think it's a fair trade-off if you're getting. To smoke out of the bubbler on a regular basis. I mean, you need to come to my house. My fucking pipe is filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel that though? Every time you smoke, don't you want nice flavor, like fresh flavor? Uh huh. See, for me, it's like I I just want to be stoned. It's weird. Like, I'm not yeah, like that's so everyone's into that. Response. I'm like flavor. I said I suppose We're I gonna like bring I like you some press bud, man. We're gonna have a bowl for you. It's uh-huh. the Amigo press. The old regs. <laughs> the regs, okay. <laughs> Some swag. I, I do like to open the container and smell it, and I like to break it mm-hmm. off. I like that part of it, but then I'm just taking a little bit. I'm, ta- I'm usually taking one hit, you know, maybe two hits, you know. So. My bubbler's not very clean at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but I've been accused of only smoking greens, so and never taking a Balances second out hit. In a different way. I mean, nowadays, <laughs> man, like. I mean, I get so much free weed yeah. all the time, you know, and then I grow a little bit, so I do that too. Like, why would you, why, why would you, you even smoke bother? A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who smokes the browns? I've been getting browbeaten for that, though, for a while now. I feel like if you've lived in Colorado long enough, you've got that mindset, though, because we, yeah. were, all, we were all used to getting... 
the worst Reggie here because it was coming <laughs> from all over the country and ending up in this hub. And then when weed was legalized here, we were like, we don't gotta, we don't gotta play that shit anymore. Fuck, I tell you what, I met a guy like I don't know, twenty five years ago, and um, he was a grower, and uh, I haven't smoked regs in twenty five years. <laughs> But twenty five years. Yeah. Man. Damn. Daryl, right? I mean uh, he was okay. he was the fucking you know, like the man. And so um he, I was the head instructor of this academy and I go snowboarding with this guy and he's he looks like a fucking jock, clean cut, you know, really um polite, articulate guy. And we're driving up there and I really want to smoke, but I'm trying to be a good example and I'm trying to drop hints. And he really wants to smoke. And he's trying to drop hints. No, I didn't know. And so you guys didn't want to like no one just ruin anything. Right. Because, you know, he's like a student and I'm an instructor, so he's trying to be, you know, like on his kind of good best behavior. I'm trying to be on mine. And um, finally I was talking about um, my roommate, and he had met my roommate a couple times by this point. I'm like, oh yeah, he's probably you know, at home smoking, you know, a joint or something like that. And he's like, oh, I've been known to smoke a joint here and there. And I'm like, oh, so then, you know, I had a sack of weed with me, but it was like, it was green regs. You know what I'm saying? It was like mm. good regs. And I'm thinking, man, I got the fucking shit. I'm going to show this guy mm. how to fucking smoke. So I pull out this bag all proudly and he looks at me and he's like, <clears throat> he's like, oh, why don't you, uh, Put that away. Yeah, put that away and reach into my glove box. And there's this fucking massive, just, you know, huge bud in there, right? Yeah. And so that was kind of like... Is that before you started growing? Before me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the one who taught me how to grow. I mean, so okay. from then on, it was Show like... Show me the way. Yeah, it was like, you know, legit. Huh. Nice. Um, yeah, so <laughs> good times back then. We used to call that the LGS when you'd get that the brick bud that was nice and light still. It was like on the in-between. Yeah. The light green shit. That's it, why we called it LGS. Yeah, it was still light. <laughs> it was still green. You could see some red hairs in there. Yeah. It wasn't all stomped on and molded out. It wasn't and, doused with pesticides. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. Full yeah. of seeds. So uh, he definitely rescued me from that fucking lifestyle i yeah. missed out on all that kind of stuff lucky man lucky. i never smoked until privileged. like I was <laughs> oh you've never 23. even had i never had any wow. kind until i was 23. so you never yeah. had to like scrape a bowl and smoke I resin. Smoke resin. Oh my god i forgot yeah. about those days i would I've smoke my, so my roommate's residence me too like, oh, they went to work like, somebody <laughs> broke the pipe <laughs> quick <laughs> <laughs> You got all these like metal flakes and shit in it. There's right. drops oh. on the floor and there's fucking that does lint. That's not paint and a pretty picture. <laughs> it's like crackhead shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever have the um, pipes with the chambers? Bowl. Yeah, the metal ones. Yeah, yeah. the uh, chamber weed. You put some yeah. weed in there and it gets all resonated. You put weed in like this middle part and then it would get resin all over the weed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah, disgusting. It was like the worst <laughs> tasting weed ever. Just, yeah. and I feel like the the high from resin is like headache high. Yeah, and stony oh, yeah. and like it's just. Why do you yeah. think once in a blue moon difference? you're lucky? You get yeah. a good resin ball that just hits you right. It's like and you a don't get the headache. That's when you're, that's <laughs> when you're having a good day. <laughs> I remember one time I had a. I had a resin ball sitting for a while, and I was trying not to smoke it. I was trying to do everything I could not to smoke it, uh, other than throw it away. But I, I just held on to it, and then I ran out of weed. 
we were getting ready to go to church one morning. This was honestly probably one of the last times I ever went to church. And I decided to take a hit of this resin ball right before going because I was like, there's no way I'm going to fucking last an hour and a half in this mass today. So I took this fat rip and that was the most stoned I think I had been at that age at like 17 of just like sitting in the church like so confused about what the <laughs> fuck was going on and every like when everybody started singing I was just it was like terrifying I was <laughs> I was just like this is it could go either way shit. I can see that so going either way even longer yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought I was in a cult. I was like, I was like, huh. this is it just keeps dragging. This is weird shit. And then like a because a Catholic mass, right? You fucking you can't get comfortable. No. So it's not like you could just chill in one of the pews, Up, right? Up, yeah, yeah, on knees. your knees, yeah. <laughs> standing near. Come on, like. And also with you. Talk about laziness. Uh, well, as a kid, you want to fucking sit there and fall asleep. Yeah. Right? Um, my dad would. And this is what I tell my dad to do. I used right? to go to Catholic church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, That's interesting. I you guys all stuff. grew up that way? You grew up with, in a Catholic church? Yeah. Okay. That's I got I've never been in communion. Like really? I, I've never been. They're nice. The, service the churches are really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad used to grab my fucking ear every time I was like fucking off or sleeping. And like mm. pull my ear like nonchalantly. I told him that's why my ears stick out now because he fucking used to. That was my punishment. He's always he grabbed me by the ear. <laughs> Fuck. Or maybe they were sticking out before, and he just found that to be the easiest place to. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which came first? I used to go to uh, some other Christian church as well because my dad is not Catholic. In Italy? So, oh, really? Okay. In Italy. So okay. I would uh-huh. go to... What kind of church? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I don't know. I What's don't not Catholic it's... in Italy? Like, are there, you know? It's mostly Catholic, uh-huh. though. It's... Are yeah, there, like, you... Protestants in Catholic in uh, Italy? Or, no, like, um, not... I mean, Methodist. Be, yeah. I mean, a little bit, sure. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. it's not, like... I don't... It's nothing like here. I think that's there's, the like, a blanket... Mm-hmm. A blanket religion, and that's kind of a tradition, even sometimes more than a religion. Because I think I those think a two lot of religions are very similar. Religions used to be that way. They were mm-hmm. cultures as well as yeah. like a practice. Or I mean, this ties mm-hmm. in with what we were saying last time. How yeah. some things are almost a religion right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Church of the woke. definitely think that's the, case. the church of the woke. <laughs> yeah. I, in every way, all the, I'm just constantly reminded of how much that's the case. Yeah. You know, just how many, it's just a, that is the pattern. They lost religion and then they found it again. And that's the, in wokeness. Yeah. Yeah. It's insanity. I think that's what happened. Like modern culture happened. We become, you know, for whatever reason, we're like materialists now. And then you have that gap. You have that God shaped gap. And then something like wokeness ideologies are, you know, you could say religion is in the, in the umbrella of ideologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's more than that. I could I could go for that, like that it's more than just, you know, like communism or something. But they exist in the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, and for yeah. some people, it seems that their religion has become politics, or it's just exactly. whatever side you're on is here. Yeah. That's, that's the Godhead you're praying to. Right. So it is constructive <clears throat> violence part of a religion idea? I think it is. I think, I absolutely think it is. Nice, nice transition. Yeah, you know, transition I, into I, the topic. I know, right? I, I had one today that directly links to that. Um, I, I did a portrait of Jordan Peterson, uh-huh. really for my girlfriend's birthday, but 
Um, she and, is, does she like Jordan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's cool. Weird. She did it. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, should, you gotta get into this. Yeah. Could you imagine if she was like, <laughs> "Happy birthday, babe." Is this this not you? Um, but uh, what I was thinking was, I chose a picture. You know how like sometimes he's with his hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like thinking about stuff, and, and even he he made this. He he mentioned this once that the word Israel means to struggle with God. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and uh, and so that's what I picture him doing. You know, I think he's a good symbol of that, and I think a lot of people nowadays are doing that, mm-hmm. even in wokeness. You know, we're all like struggling with, you know, what that means, and even in pre times back in the day when religion was the dominant uh, pattern of being, people that still mattered. You know, because then you're thinking, you know, what should I be doing? What's the right thing to do? What would, you know what I mean? Uh, so we were always struggling with God. So the so the story comes from like Jacob's. Uh, he spends the night one night by himself, like in a desert, and he gets attacked by someone, and they call this person an angel. And so he wrestles uh, with the angel all night long, right? And then in the morning they somehow stop. He gets his like hip uh, dislocated or something. That's like in there. I don't know what that symbol means, but um, and. Uh, and so he, he, Jacob says to the angel, he says, you should, you should bless me, or will you bless me? And so he gives him the name Israel, which means uh, the, the one that struggled with God, and even like, and men, and prevailed. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and then when you see pictures of it, it's literally wrestling. A lot of times, a lot of, there's like a f- couple famous ones where it's like, you know how wrestlers would grab each other's hands yeah. and play mm-hmm. that game? They're yep. do, he's doing that with an angel, like some mm-hmm. famous pictures mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So is that what Jordan Peterson is doing in your drawing? Well, more or less. One, and I, I like that aspect to him, is that he's such a powerful person in his ability to, like, struggle with God with words in public. Like, I feel like he's always doing that, like, on camera with I'm people. Good. He, um, oh. good too. Maybe I'm good as well. Yeah, I think I think he really symbolizes that well. Someone with the abilities he has to speak and to like. I feel like he's really connected to that thing that, uh, you know, he, uh, people call it the logos. He uses that word that, that like inspiration, how some people can just be, you know, connected to that thing that allows them to. And so he's connected to that thing while like struggling with, because he's a scientist and he comes from that angle of like evolutionary biology and stuff. But then you, when you use that lens to look at God, there's all these like inherent contradictions and stuff that come up, and I think we, we all go through that all the time. So, so anyway, um, so it made me think that there's that aspect of, I mean, even even like, uh, you know, spiritual experience that is, you know, we've talked about this a lot: the warrior versus the monk, and that kind of thing. And that seemed like a story where those two things met, mm-hmm. right? It's like. Because the way I was thinking of it is like one aspect of life is life is suffering, right? That's like Buddha's first truth, right? That's like a a main aspect of our existence. But you could also say because it's a a suffering or also it's also a fight. Because if you don't fight, you die, Mm -hmm. right? You literally die. Um, And so... so, yeah, that aspect of struggle with God is a fight. So it's like you have both the the you could say the monk or the saint aspect the one that tries to reach uh god also like through thoughts and through his life 
plus like the fighting aspect, the warrior aspect, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't know. That's what it seemed like that related to constructive violence. Yeah, that idea in a spiritual way, even. Right. Yeah. So. I think it's necess. I mean, a necessity to yeah. have it. Mm -hmm. Right. But one of the things that you said, um, which is kind of interesting, because this, you know, we're talking about how I was joking just before, and I'm like, fuck, I'm like the normal guy out of everybody because everybody's had these traumas and um, things like that. And, you know, you're talking about my outlook is relatively optimistic, optimistic right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. but one of the things that for me, what I think puts it, at least if I'm talking to somebody, this makes it understandable in my mind um, based on what you were saying is that <clears throat> I really have taught myself to enjoy the fight, right? I mean, I love fighting. It's, um, you know, you know, anytime. So like mountain biking, downhill is cool. I like downhill. That's fun. But struggling and fighting that fucking uphill is for me where it's at because that's really what's hard. The downhill is technical and you can eat shit and fucking get hurt. You're not really going to get hurt going uphill. But the uphill is the the fight, you know what I'm saying? And so I look at that, like I'll be climbing and I'll be like, you fucking pussy, you're gonna quit, you quitter. I'm telling myself this, right? And then I start to laugh at the my second self now is laughing at that self or my third self, I guess, is laughing at that self for calling me a fucking pussy because then I'm like, fuck you, man, I'm gonna fucking show you, right? And it's just this kind of layers of, just enjoying the fight and what I've recognized is um, <clears throat> I enjoy it deeply you know even when I go four and five and six layers deep it's like it's all like enjoying that and so for me then we've talked about this idea of constructive violence um, you know and I know this sounds especially to woke people and to fucking soft people is gonna sound like they're gonna be like this guy's a fucking asshole people think that violence is just wrong <clears throat> right like that is kind of a yeah it's a view that can happen the word itself we have mm -hmm. to add constructive to it right to even be able but to it's talk about it always on the it, table it does inherently me, need right? seem negative though it does have this tinge of like a negative you know, connotation mm -hmm. yeah right yeah violence right uh, but yeah. it's got power behind it you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. but anyway it's always on the table i'm like <clears throat> I look at you guys right now and love everybody here, but it's like if we couldn't diplomatically solve a problem, right, come to, you know, some sort of negotiation and one of us wasn't willing to fucking yield, I would love nothing more than to get on the mat and beat the fuck out of you or get the fuck beaten out of me and solve the problem. And then we move on, right? And then we're like, all right, fuck. So the most common question that? of that is how would that solve the problem? Well, okay. How does that? <laughs> Here's what I think. Well, because he runs nine times out of right. out of eight. I man, I hate those. I've gotten my ass kicked it's many times. But see, here's the thing. That's <laughs> not true because I've gotten my ass kicked so many well, times. But, but, the, up. but the point is, maybe you could say like, let's say that that's like a way to solve problems. Mm -hmm. But when you're the bigger or more skilled person. Then I'm just I'm I'm steel man. Yeah, you know steel I mean? man. Yeah, steel right, man. Yeah. So when uh, when you're the bigger, more alpha dude, you win those encounters. Fucking a. But that's right. but see, this is what jujitsu is about, right? That's what you think. Mm -hmm. But you have every single opportunity, and for me, 
I'm going to teach as much as I know or, or provide the environment for you guys to receive as much as I know to get you up to that point. I don't think it's the bigger, badder person that wins all the time, but I do think the person who didn't prepare is lost all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I, I mean, if I'm bigger and fucking badder than you, well, you better come to the table with something or, you know, you mm-hmm. at some level in your life, this is my opinion. And I'll preface it by saying the world needs victims. It's got to have it for balance, right? There's got to be the people that get fucking beat up, bullied. It's got to be the people that get killed and run over. There's got to be all of that for the world to have right. balance. The world life feeds off life. Right. So and some and die for some to live. The thing that we have, at least in our society in the United States, is that you have a choice, right? And even the fucking, you know, what what's like a mindset of kind of a wussy you know what i'm saying like what group would that fit into maybe uh um how about like the engineering department at school okay. right in uh, high school or right, something right, right. right? they're not athletic yeah dorky right okay. those guys can be fucking legit killers in jujitsu mm-hmm. i mean they can be legit fucking killers mm-hmm. and then you can have the meathead football player wrestler who could be a legit killer in jujitsu it's equal opportunity. You could have transgender, you could be gay, you could be female, you could be whatever, and you're going to have a strength in there. You're going to be able to find it. My feeling is that is our responsibility. You know, we talk about this like mask bullshit, like it's your fucking responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And that right, other right, thing right. that they stick in your arm, right. it's your responsibility <laughs> to be a good citizen. Well, for me, it's like, well, it's your responsibility to be fucking tough. And that's what makes you a good citizen because then you don't have to impose because you know, mm-hmm. like I'm a, I'm a pretty skilled individual. I've been doing it for a long time, but I don't go start shit with anybody because I understand the ramifications of that contact, you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you, you start to have a better understanding. So to answer your question, how does it help? It gets us so Jordan and I fucking have a problem we can't solve, right? And you know, but we're friends. So what are we going to do? Fucking hate and mistrust each other? Or it's like, well, fuck you, dude. Let's go out on the map. Maybe I'm going to win. Maybe I win this time. Maybe I win the next hundred times. And there's going to be a time when it's going to be like, uh-oh, that shit has fucking, you, you know, evened out. And one, let's say I win. That loss for you is going to be valuable. It's going to teach you some things. For me, it's going to get me to say, if I'm the dominating force in that altercation, this guy's all right because he stepped up to the fucking plate. He, you know, there's an honesty that comes with that and there's a trust that comes with that. You that build you respect. Get. You build yeah. respect that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you, you understand each other on a, on a deeper level. I mean, guys in the military, when we were in Africa, you understand them on a different level because you're in this violent situation um Mm -hmm. but going with that it was always fucking fun every time i think back on that i can't think of any like negative shit that it was like wow man that's fucking you know what i'm saying too too much Mm -hmm. so what is your perception because we were kind of touching on it last time with you and we never really got too deep 
into <laughs> your perception of it, and now you've had a little bit of time to formulate an opinion. Further that thinking. Of, of constructive violence. Yeah, of constructive violence, and where might it fit? Can I just, since I wasn't here, just understand better exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. you mean with the term? Go for it. So constructive violence. So I believe that we're primal. Okay, and we try to elevate ourselves to different levels of being, you know, some people going as high as reaching enlightenment or um, reaching God, right? I mean, I su suppose those two things are equivalent in uh, a level of hierarchy, right? Maybe coming from two different perspectives of beliefs, but we're primal, right? And, and we forget that a lot. We forget that this, as like Joe Rogan calls it, meat vehicle, mm -hmm. is yeah, yeah. what you're moving around in. Mm -hmm. And this thing the flesh. needs certain things. Like your body needs mm -hmm. to move, right? Yeah. Your body needs to climb shit, mm -hmm. to roll over mm -hmm. stuff, to turn and twist mm -hmm. and lift and all and of it, that. And it even is literally made of trillions of cells that are eating other cells, living <laughs> off violently yeah. to, to make this thing work. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like a... You know, I heard well, someone describe that as, as tear muscle fibers. Yeah, there you go. You build them. So there's the other aspect mm -hmm. is uh, I heard it called hormesis that like with systems, if you give them stress, mm -hmm. enough stress, not too much stress, they get stronger. So mm -hmm. it was like first developed back in the day. This guy noticed that if you give poison to yeast, like a little bit of poison, mm -hmm. it actually made it grow faster. Yeah. It's well, like plants even. You know, mm -hmm. you need wind. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly wind. what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, with weed. I mean, that was... Mm -hmm. that, <clears throat> I, I used to encounter all these growers that would be like, we're trying to create as little stress as possible. They wouldn't want to turn the fans on high. They wouldn't want the lights to get past like four feet high above the canopy. And I'm like, there's like a range where you want this thing to be. And, and there is a certain amount of stress that benefits mm. those plants. And, mm. and yeah, once you cross that line, it starts to become too much. But um, yeah, you, if, if you don't have it, they're not. Mm. Yeah, then any little problem they run into is a major makes them problem. Weak. It, it makes you weak. Problem. Right. Yeah. So not confronting pain and suffering and you mm -hmm. say violence, hurt. Yeah. That's another thing, like getting hurt. Like mm -hmm. a little bit of hurt is good, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or enough, maybe not even a little. Like that depends. Well, it's like you ever super cropped your plants? You, What's that mean? You just like pinch the top, like right under that. Oh, top I have done hole that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bend yeah. it over, and then when that knot yeah. forms, that fucking bud ends up becoming like twice as big as it was. Okay, huh? Yeah. Okay, interesting. A little there stress, a little uh -huh. breaking. Little right, right. Yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> So that, in a nutshell, right, mm -hmm. is constructive violence. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't just fit the physical primal, or the, the physical side, right? Yep. Um, there's also a psychological primal. I mean, we like that. Look mm -hmm. at, mm -hmm. you know, MMA. MMA is a fucking sport that's exploding. What happens in hockey? We want to see, I mean, it's cool when you see a sweet shot, and everyone's like, yeah. But well, when there's could. a fight, everyone's like <clears throat> zeroed, yeah. and they're like, oh, oh, wow. yeah. oh, I see what you're right? saying. I think you could even argue that like sports themselves are just like war replicating. Sure. Absolutely. And like we just yeah. want to watch that. It just but you know, when it gets so to that violent part, it draws yeah. us even more. Even I mean, more, yeah. baseball. Who the yeah. fuck cares about baseball until there's the fucking person, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. pitcher or the 
batter rushing the fucking pitcher right, or right. you know what I'm saying all of a it's sudden it's also conflict like, we're like pretty like I love like overhearing a fight like if someone's getting in a fight at like yeah. a grocery store or some yeah. shit you know what I mean right. like in the other lane like I just want to listen to what they're saying like yeah. you know oh, there's something shit. attractive about people fighting there's something attractive you know? about conflict right <laughs> it draws your attention and so here's then where I think it becomes at a constructive level right versus destructive level is then when we talk about the conflict, um, let me backtrack just for a second. Psychologically, we need that conflict. We, mm-hmm. we thrive on having some level of conflict. In the same way, you're going to be weak, weak-minded uh-huh. or whatever, right? Same kind of thing. Right? And so if you learn to, for lack of a better term, enjoy violence, if you learn, I mean, fucking rolling is kick-ass, right? I mean, it's kick-ass. It might not be your favorite thing to do in the world, but it's fucking kick-ass. When I choke you guys out, it's fucking fun. It puts a smile on my face every single time. It doesn't matter who it is, right? Mm-hmm. If they have to tap, you're like, fuck yeah, okay? Mm-hmm. Some people more than others, but so... Are there people who don't want to do that? There's a lot of yeah. people. That's what I'm saying. They're fucking would... soft. They need to... That's the whole model of K-tip, right? Kill the inner pussy. Mm-hmm. It's to get people to accept that first to not look at fight as a bad word, right? To not look at violence as a bad word. But then this is the thing that people think. It's like you either are or not. Like we, we don't have enough faith in people to believe that they'll have a filter. You, you know what mm, I'm saying? Right. And so it's like, well, the goal with enjoying it and understanding it is then you can temper it. Right, that's the thing about like Kempo yeah. is that the left hand always tempered the right hand. Mm-hmm. Right hand symbolized the physical, the mm-hmm. fight, you know, yeah, the yeah. physical fight, the violence. The left hand represents the spirit, the mindset, the strategy. The feminine. It always yeah, yeah. tempers um, that. I mean, it reminds me of how like, uh, oh man, I had it. Um, like culturally. Um, Oh yeah, so so because we've gotten so much in our head, modern culture, we live on screens, everything's in our head, that we almost forget that we have a body, we sit at screens, mm-hmm. we sit in chairs, we sit in cars, and it is a, a culture where you we're almost like unaware that we're even, so as far as like, you know, you, you put it that way, but then you're also saying the primal and then maybe the mental, mm-hmm. like uh, an well, earth and air kind of thing. it ties in with a peaceful warrior wanting to be such without being a warrior mm, like mm. you know what we've talked about before the monk mm. versus mm-hmm. um, or the posers the yeah posers. <laughs> <laughs> well but so because i had somebody recently ask me well why do you you know why do you need to fight is that always the answer for stuff mm. like for and they would you know, list a few examples, and I was having a hard time trying to explain it to them because. What were their examples? Could you like say uh, their like, best? Oh, like, oh, you're argument? walking down the street. Somebody looks at you weird, and then what do you do? You, you just, just start like, kicking their ass. Well, that's like so but that's the whole stereotype that people have about that. You either fight, but or then I was wondering, you know, well, why would they mm-hmm. think that? Like. How, because if I'm trying to explain it to them, I have to understand how they think. Otherwise, I think you need to understand the opposite, but go ahead. You know what I mean? But, like, but to think understand. of it like a big, uh, like a fucking horse, right? Okay. So if I don't know how to control a horse, so if I'm all of a sudden put in with a fucking horse, I don't know how to control this fucking horse, right? It's big, it's massive, it's 
fucking scary, mm-hmm. you know. But Powerful. then you see somebody who's worked with a horse and they know how to control the horse, right? It doesn't mean that that can't get out of control, but they got a pretty solid level of control on it. And so with the person who's talking about this has no concept of violence. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, so well, it's almost then like there's people no, want to be you know, elevated. Right. Right. Exactly. And then elevated we, in our where, head. Out of our body. So, you know, into a the fight head. you feel. You, like, yeah. like you said, right. you understand yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody on a different yeah. level because you feel and you see like they're raw mm-hmm. in the moment. It's, the person who tries though, this is where that constructive violence comes into play, right? Is the person who tries to be that has no gauge for violence. And so what happens? It goes to destructive violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally it goes to destructive violence. That's road rage. You get out and you beat the fuck out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Or there was a guy last year in the beginning of COVID, there was some motorcyclists that, you know, had kind of did a douchey move and cut this guy in a truck off and this happened over by Castle Pines. And the guy in the fucking truck just bombs over like three lanes and just douches the guy into a fucking sidewall. That's destructive violence. That's somebody who doesn't understand the levels of violence and they don't have any way to control it and harness it. So when it happens, it fucking blows up. So that's the like don't repress argument, right? Mm -hmm. Like anytime you repress anything, it's almost like, I don't know if I want to make this comparison, but I'll try it. Like, uh, like a like a priest, uh-huh. like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a, like a children, you know what I'm saying? Like, but there is something to that, right? That if you unhealthily, I believe you can healthily repress or like maybe deal with that energy, like sexual energy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, or how about an incel? How about an incel? They have, they're full of sexuality, and they, let me just finish this point, and they can't get it out, and so that turns into resentment and stuff. Yeah. Well, they uh, take it out online, right? But right. I was uh, just going to say with the priest, I didn't know if it was necessarily the sexual repression itself, or is it maybe that these guys were already creeps, and they thought that they can go into some sort of cloak of protection hmm. by oh, joining wow, okay. the priesthood. Because uh-huh. that, that's the way I've always looked at it. Or well, maybe even get, them out of, that get it out of them. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, if I do that, this, yeah. I can fight my demons. I've never thought of that. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but repress, repressing sexuality does, in the similar way that you repress, uh, you know, not just violence, but... Uh, yeah, Conflict. yeah. some more of those primal, even emotions, right? If you repress anger, if you repress some of those more powerful things It's almost well. like we don't want to even entertain the idea that we have that about ourselves. Definitely. I think that's exactly the case. Yeah, and that's what I was saying about yeah. modern yeah. culture. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, we mm-hmm. think that's, yeah, we're rational, logical beings. You know, mm-hmm. we're not, right. And <laughs> it's, and I think that, <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. But I think that it, it probably ties into the gun phones. argument. It probably sure. ties into like, you know, living in the cities, you're like, oh, we're not. I think that also, like, the woke thing, they think you can just destroy stuff. And they're like, well, let's just try something else. Let's try cops without guns. Let's, and maybe we should try that stuff. But I also think that it's it's a, a misinterpretation of human nature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, you know, that... Uh, uh, doesn't understand how bad shit can get, how yeah. bad people can get. Well, well that's uh, so there you go right there when you say cops and cops without guns. Okay, so the cops without guns, I think that there's an argument for that at some level. But yeah. then they also got to be, I think uh, they also have like, to understand well, then like, mm-hmm. we don't go to active shooter events. If there's an active right. shooter, then that's got to be the armed cops that go. Right. But, but they're trying to, and I think in Milwaukee with 
uh, traffic stops yeah. that are unarmed traffic. It, as long as the perpetrators idea. know yeah. that that cop isn't going to do anything to you, then mm -hmm. I think it's okay mm -hmm. because then they don't have any reason to just well, that's shoot them. What if it's like, uh, in, I mean, you know, I guess in England they don't have as, not as many people actually own guns. Mm -hmm. And then they're, because their cops don't have them, then there's like less of a threat, mm -hmm. right? Right, because okay. what are they going to do? Right. Billy club you? Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. right? So that's going to give somebody less incentive to pull out a gun and shoot them, you know what I'm saying, and just get right. away, right? right? Because it's not the threat of yeah, that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. but here's the thing with these people who say that, right? This is where it comes into a problem, is that if they were experienced in being able to protect themselves, they would understand the reality and the vulnerability of not having protection. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you're not going to have police, well, you better be fucking formidable. I mean, mm -hmm. those are the facts. Mm -hmm. If not, you don't understand the nature of things. I, I think and this is the biggest fucking crock of shit, bullshit stuff happening with this wokeness is that they're trying to impose these beliefs under the guise that everybody's going to follow suit. You, you know what I'm saying? That it's all going to be equal. Well, as soon as the fucking predators see that, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, this is fucking mm -hmm. easy pickings. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be like, oh, well, gosh, this is kumbaya now. Let's fucking so it's also just hold a, hands. Uh, they're also, I mean, a lot of, you know, the wealthier people, and which is a lot of the, the, the woke movement since we're on that. You know what I mean? It's like... You know, those are the upper fakers, middle class. Though. They're, those guys, the wealthy cloud. ones, mm -hmm. are doing it to take the heat off of them. Mm -hmm. They're like pretending mm -hmm. to be woke because the reality is the Antifas and fucking BLMers and all of these cunts, mm -hmm. they're fucking like they would go after those woke people, those woke white wealthy oh, yeah. people, mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. those woke white wealthy people weren't pretending that they were woke. Well, That's the, the thing only... eats itself. It'll eat yeah. everything. Right. It'll, the, that ideology will eat everything. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is like since upper middle class, you're like more separated from, uh, again, you're sheltered from like actual violence, from actual crime, from, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So you don't even know like what the real world's like, you know? So you don't know what's all the levels of, of order that have mm -hmm. that are there to keep you so safe. Right. You don't understand that that stuff even exists. Right. You think that's, oh, that's people, we just get along and like we have a society and stuff. And you know, it's a diagnosable, uh, <laughs> th I think doctors diagnose that as affluency now. Oh yeah, no, uh, affluenza. Oh, affluenza. <laughs> I heard that recently. Yeah, that's some real shit. It's, okay. Uh, at least in California. Oh, yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did anybody hear about uh, schools are going to stop teaching the violent parts of history? Yeah, I heard. I, I didn't, didn't hear that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. They just want to teach, like, the, the good parts of history. And it's like, but again, this is, you can't have the good without the bad. you you got to understand why you became better. Mm -hmm. And that I, that's what this movement is missing. That's what I'm saying. They're, like... Man, I believe in people having different beliefs, and I believe in you know um, ideologies. I believe in you know uh, fucking the liberal agenda and the conservative agenda. I like. I think there's good points. The problem is 
this trying to change the way things were, we don't learn from that. And what we're at mm, right now mm. is we're trying to say we're the same society thinking as we were fucking 300 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, we're not. We've mm -hmm. changed a ton. And so that's that bullshit 1619 project or whatever it yep. is. It's like, so what if, if the country was founded on slavery? Let's say that that is. That's but, like a primary. Right. But it's uh, like, okay, well, how the fuck can you even say that when most of the people who came over here were too poor to own slaves? A lot of them were indentured servants. You know what I'm saying? They were in that level where they're hacking out and carving out their own lives. They weren't fucking slave owners. Um, and it yeah. wasn't like they were coming over here to own slaves. It's a whole framing thing. Yeah. It's a weird thing, yeah. you know, because we have to make sense of the world. <laughs> right. And so to, you, you give even history, you give narratives to. And so that's a narrative. It's all based on slavery. It's a narrative. Sure. You know? And so they think that... But you got to choose what the best way to see the world is. And I would yeah. think that the best way to see the world, the, um, that would help you uh, understand the world, would be to, to see the truth of history, mm -hmm. not some watered down. Because right. I, I watched, the thing, I watched yeah. the thing once on the Russian history, just uh -huh. like some documentaries on YouTube. And it was just like war after war. That was all it was. Yeah. You know, because it showed it for like, you know, it was like a thousand years of Russian history yeah. or something like that. And it was like Ottoman Empire and the cons and the fucking, everybody's yeah. coming in and like, it's just like fucking war, like yeah. constantly. And that's what history was in a lot of places. Right. Right. So, so that would be dishonest to say otherwise. And, well, and, and even, even like you're only looking at a tiny, I don't know, it would be incredibly dishonest. But yeah. that's what they're trying, they're trying to say that we're, we were different than any other fucking, you know, hmm. society but they're at the history. same. But they're at the same time saying that modern culture, modern Western culture is like bad and like a... You know, they say that's like a virus. Well, it's already right. yeah. been dishonest, right? I mean, the, mm. the whole Columbus story is all bullshit. Like, we're saying that they were the first settlers that came here, but we know that the Olmecs were here. Like, uh, Native Americans were before. here. Yeah, they came. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, right. Well, I mean, the Olmecs came from Africa, and they were settled in, in that's, parts oh, okay. of Mexico. That's, that's one. Okay, I've heard that, too. And yeah. Vikings were here, too. Vikings, yeah. It's either or they came through the Bering Strait and then got to Mexico yeah. from the north. Well, either way, I mean. Or you go to Graham Hancock, and those are fucking Atlanteans. Yeah. yeah. Like the Olmecs, you know, <laughs> with those giant fucking heads and shit. And, yeah, and they look African. Yeah, yeah. They no, do they, look African. They absolutely yeah. look African. What, on Easter Island? No, in Mexico. Oh, in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Olmex was like pre-Mayan, pre-old uh -huh. pre, pre -old okay. Mayan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, one of the first ones. Yeah. But the crazy thing was Olmex had like, like they like left a symbol at all the sites that they went to. And it was like, a, I think it was like a handbag or something like that. Like they literally had like a, like it looked like a, like a fucking briefcase or something uh -huh. that you would carry. And they would put that on a stone at every site that they left behind. Uh -huh. And I think there was one in Ohio uh, I believe it was Ohio or Oklahoma maybe, but discovered in like the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So they think they might have been a little bit further north than they initially thought. But for, for the most part, they were spread around Mexico and like, mm -hmm. yeah, Central America, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it is hard to like, history is, you know, right? it's a mystery what happened, yeah. especially that far back. Right. But, but you still try to get 
a grip on what happened and, and you learn about humans right you learn how we are as like well self-discovery you know, is yeah, what yeah, it's about go. right yeah, yeah, yeah. improvement mm-hmm. you look at all of that stuff and you look at gosh man we've just evolved so much we've improved so much we've gained so much so yeah it's insanity what people it, it's insane that people can like knock our country it's like sure we've got a lot of shit to work on but that's what we're that's what has been happening just consistently since the formation of our country it's just steamrolling in you know a forward position and this idea that we're this evil fucking country like somebody had said this to me earlier on in this uh George Floyd incident and they were talking about how racist the military was and I was like look this was in my time we were deployed to Africa to save Africans so I mean what the fuck there was no strategic value for us in Somalia there's none so we went out there to help during a famine to um, you know take the power away from the warlords and restore some level of, you know, opportunity for these people. You know, at least so they're not getting killed just every day. So how can you say that we're a racist country when I had fucking the whitest redneck, you know, southern person with me to, you know, the inner city fucking cholo guy you know what i'm saying i mean you had every mix cross and we were out there specifically to help africans well they weren't fucking white you know so there's a real misconception and it doesn't mean again we're perfect and all of that kind of stuff it just Mm -hmm. means that there's been no greater opportunity in the history of at least in the known history so so that's the other thing that's going on it's like you know, at the same time, you could say that, you know, because you have, like, weird deep state shit with the fucking military doing weird shit around the world. For sure. Yeah, I mean, so you do, so that is true, too, but it's also true that, so it's kind of like, you know, we, we talked last time or the time before about how much we don't understand is, like, good in the world right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. There's a couple books that have been written recently that are just, like, graphs of all the, you know, education, you know, poverty's. You know, the, some of those poverty stats are pretty crazy. Like how much, how many people have been lifted out of absolute poverty um, in the past 50 years? It's like uh, billions or something. It's some huge percentage of um, uh, of the human population. But so we don't understand all the good things in America too. And I'm even having to learn them now. So even, uh, you know, you watch like for instance, we'll take like the legal system, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, you, you see fucking... Uh, I don't know, movies that are in court and shit, and OJ, you know what I mean? And you like, uh, you just rely on the fact as well, like something I guess I never thought about that we think, oh, if someone, you know, does something really wrong to you, there is like some way to like some justice system or whatever. And so what I never thought about was like once, once the, you know, a Chauvin trial, uh, I never thought about what that really meant. Mm-hmm. So to have like a trial that, you know, I don't know what the truth of the matter is, but you could question how much it was influenced, like how much it wasn't fair mm-hmm. to him. Right. Regardless of what he did and his wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of that, like just put that as another conversation. Sure. That whole idea of like still getting a free trial or a fair, a fair trial. Yeah. 
Um, I never thought about that in, in depth and what that really means. And it's like, wow, there's so much value in that. And you could do that with free speech. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, and you can start just like locking people up for saying a word, you know, which yeah. happens places. Yeah. Or you say something wrong about fucking uh, the Korean, uh, North Korea guy, yeah. Kim Jong, sure. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You like say he has an asshole, right? He supposedly has no asshole. <laughs> yeah. You heard yeah. that? Right. He doesn't get <laughs> torn apart by dogs. <laughs> right. that, you, know? you know, so yeah. Yeah, so that's another thing that's going on with the woke stuff. And yeah. It's happened to me. I've had to like be like, oh, wow, that's what's here. Like I, I never because I can admit to being somewhat of just like a hater. I think there's a culture in America mm-hmm. of opposition. Yeah. Like it's good to be in opposition. Like Rage against the machine, yeah. punk rock attitude of like, fuck the man. That was the whole foundation the of America. Yeah. OK, so that's interesting. That, too. You know, uh-huh. yeah. from England. Fuck the queen, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. So, so that that's ingrained in us. I think mm. that defiance, right, is. But then, but then, so then we have a contradiction. Then, like, how yeah. do you see the good here, and in stuff like that, in stuff like free speech, or, or the badass music we make? I mean, there's a lot of things like that. Mm-hmm. And how do you notice those things while at the same time, like dealing with the negative shit? Because constructive it's, violence. I mean, I think <laughs> it comes also, back to that. But also, like, just looking at how much we've grown in world population in such a short time like there has to be something that we're doing that's right which is allowing us to oh it's a not populate yeah right to not more. die right, right, right. with the more people then mm. the smaller problems are gonna amplify well especially because so, there's mm. like at least in america up until recently not very big problems you know I mean... Yeah, first world problems. That's what we got, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. I mean, now we're, you know, we're, we're dealing with some... It could go there. You know, right. Well, just the whole, mm. you know, uh, fucking COVID-19, right? The uh, whole thing right. is... Everybody a has a little bit more stress degree. in their mm-hmm. life last year. Yeah. Uh, at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. I think we're sheltered in um, some regards, at least everybody that I've talked to, because... I've heard of some people having some major problems, psychological problems, yeah. anxiety mm-hmm. issues, alcohol, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, parents with multiple kids and mm-hmm. single parents with multiple kids. You know, oh, that's true. Well, I know uh, a lot of people who even gained weight physically. Yeah, well, yeah, they yeah. say there's like a it's COVID like, 30 or something. Yeah. Like so the average 30 yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called it the COVID 15 for a minute. And yeah, now it's like <laughs> some people I've seen are like COVID 50. Like, really? Yeah. 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 It's rough. It's mm. fucking again. But it is a little bit of stress, worry. right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I wonder about that. Like, I, I wonder sometimes how much I can take too, uh-huh. you know, or if I need more. I think I'm like, I think it's wearing me down sometimes. Just life, going to work, That's fucking dealing with shit, fucking <laughs> girlfriends, you know, duh, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. And and sometimes I'm like, man, but what, what if even that's still not enough stress for me to be like at health levels? You know but see, sometimes here's I the problem that. with it's that. It's like little, a bunch of little first world problems. Yeah. That, that kind I mean? of stress like though, a- that's disease causing stress. Mm. Okay, because here's the thing. We're meant to have stress, but we're meant to have stress and then we're meant to decompress, right? We're not meant for this insidious fucking slow burn stress that most people are under. That's why, in my opinion, most people, I mean, there's a lot of factors that contribute, but a lot of people or most people are fucking fat. It's just the way it is. Most people are, what do they say, 68% of Americans now are overweight or obese. Then what, one third or one quarter of Americans are on fucking antidepressants 
and then like a third I think are on multiple medications over three. Mm. So, so or, or some numbers that are close could, to that. I could, could, I'm fucking you could also easily, dumb sometimes, you could easily, but it's close to that. Right. Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah, you could easily say those are the symptoms of like the culture. At least some of the symptoms. There'd be good ones too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, it's all these contributing factors to that slow burn fucking stress, right? And um, we're not meant for that. Mm, so, yeah, we're, yeah. we're meant for fucking intensity, intense stress, and then, and then rebuilding so nice. pull yeah. back, right? I mean, we're but awake, rest, we go to sleep. Rest, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where, again, this is of my opinion, and you know, I guess if I had a strength in life, it's being relatively balanced. You know, I can't think of again any really low days that I've had, but I have great days. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. It's not they, they like need I'm to, not a flatliner I want by any to, means. I want them to gather a bunch of people like you, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and have like a, a study <laughs> uh-huh. on like what is the influence, what, you know what I'm saying, that I creates that ability. This is what I Because you say that you don't have bad days. Even some of the days that I, you know, I tried to find some, that I'd be like, well, what about this? You still feel that that's the case. I think it's optimism. This is my view. Yeah. Yeah. I think think it's a perspective shift because I I can kind of attest to this that like when I was like up until the age of maybe like 27, 28, I felt like most days were bad days. Like even even on a good day, I would find something that I would center on and I would just go like, why the fuck did that happen? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? But it was more just me picking myself apart because for whatever reason I was, um, and and I think it was because of the accumulation of the type of stresses that you're talking about where I was pursuing music in this fashion that it was wearing me thin that I was putting so much pressure on myself that I I didn't know how to deal with it and it was keeping me up at night I wasn't sleeping I was probably drinking and partying too much at that time too and it all just kind of took a toll on my health but once I started getting myself back into motion and and I guess fighting against you know fucking the the shit that was weighing me down um getting back to running working out and and just like being active uh started to tone everything back out and quiet that voice and now i can say since i've been here specifically i i can honestly say i haven't had a bad day since i've been here like Hmm. i leave here and i'm just like in this fucking state of bliss where Hmm. it's like Hmm every like every all that noise gets shut off in my head and i'll even like when i'm going through the grocery store normally i would have like a confrontational mindset almost where it's like i'm like looking at everybody like they're somebody might fucking try to punch me at any moment and part of that's because of the way i came up in Pueblo, right, where right. I, there mm. was always a fight mm. lurking at any moment mm. uh so i've always kind of had that in the back of my head but now when I leave here, it's like I already did the hard part. And mm. when I'm walking around, it's like I'm more friendly with people. I'm just like, mm. fuck well, it. What about this? What about what about how you grew up like that? What aspect of that is good? Well, I think it prepared me for... About like being stressed out, that you're going to get a fight. You never know when that's going to happen. I, mean? I didn't know how to perceive it at that time. It, mostly because I grew up in a family that didn't deal with uh that type of stress very well like my mom was so my mom was a she she was a high school counselor so 
her idea of violence was very different than like what we're talking about it like i now that i've been doing this i can explain it to her in a way that she's like yeah like i i kind of see what you're saying now like it makes Mm -hmm. sense and um because like at first she was kind of freaking out she was like what are you talking about what are you gonna do you're gonna get hurt and uh now she you know about coming here you mean yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and uh like when i was younger she knew i was putting myself in these positions where i was around you know, potential danger or violence or whatever at any given moment. But, um, I, she was there, both my parents were pretty sheltering to us growing up. And part of that was because my brother being the first one was so wild and, and off, off the cusp with things like fighting and he wrestling and like, I, I don't know all the things he did. He was in M- MMA for a while. He tried to pursue a career. Oh, and, um, yeah, like, uh, my mom's, best friend's daughter was married to Randy Couture so like my brother was actually training with him for a good minute and um so I was like exposed to it at a at a you know pretty young age but I still didn't fully understand the concept of the the growth within it to me it was like when people came to fight I was I was just trying to hurt that person because it was either them or me. Mm. But I, I wasn't looking at it from a perspective of, like, you know, some way it could benefit me or anything. But when you look just, back, do you think that gave you, like, good qualities or something? Absolutely. Because you know I mean? when mm. I came to Denver, I instantly was able I, – I, it's like he said, like, when you're in that fight, you become closer to somebody and you learn, you learn mm. so much about that person. Mm. And I think – whether you're training to fight or whether you've been in fights growing up like you have an advantage over the people that haven't because when it comes to times of stress and and real pressure when you have to buckle down like even when I first started cooking and I and the fucking rush would hit and that ticket machine would just start fucking cranking and the tickets would hit the floor everybody else starts panicking and freaking mm, out like mm. you you that's where you, that comes in where you mm. get to see who's got the fight in them who's going to give up mm. and it helped me learn how to command a kitchen at a young age i was 20 years old and i became a head cook at fucking bojo's it's nothing to brag about but it, there were like you know 30 year old dudes working mm. under my direction it was just that i knew how to i just knew how to fucking read everybody's energy and understand who needed to be where and um, and then just get after it. And then get mm-hmm. after it, yeah. And so so you could handle the stress since you've been under so much. Yeah. You could handle that. That was where my flow state would kick in. Is that right? I, I've mm-hmm. always, I've nice. kind of always thrived under pressure. Like, mm-hmm. even in school, like, it was hard for mm-hmm. me to push myself until the deadline don't came. You think, don't you think you can't really get in a, a true flow without pressure? Yeah, I mean, like, mm-hmm. you need that, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't you think? Or do you think? I I, mean, for me personally, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think it's a universal truth for everybody because okay. I, uh-huh. I do know people who, I guess, maybe have a natural ability to access that where mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know if it's just a mental switch that they like go to. Have it an even flow, but yeah. you're kind of a pressure. Like, you do better oh. under pressure. Yeah, I always procrastinate. Yeah. <laughs> I've been fucking with her with some things lately. <laughs> okay, and it's like, oh, it needs more pressure. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, it, yeah. when there's pressure, it's like, this is yeah. fucking it's awesome. It's done right away. Yeah. 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 But no pressure. I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, I'm going to choke her out. <laughs> I'm going to choke her the fuck out. And then it's pressure. almost like, I feel like, I feel like it's like Play-Doh. Like if you have like, uh, let's say you had like a box and it has like a small hole in it. You know how you squish the thing and the, the, the worm comes out? Like if you give it pressure, it like focuses your energy. About that, you know what I'm saying? Mm, like, yeah. 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 
Like, because that's, that's what gets me to focus is pressure. Yeah, because then you don't... You, it's hour. like reason, right? You need a reason. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pressure. Hmm. Well, so, I mean, that's kind of answering that question, though, of uh, constructive violence. I think it's... Um, it's going to happen. Violence is there. I, I mean... This is, I guess, the outlook on life. You know, fucking, it's there. Why not make it fucking positive and constructive and beneficial? At least we have that opportunity, you know. Um, I've seen it where, I don't know, this, this is the thing. This is where this, this is where it really happened for me. I didn't recognize it till later on in life. But in Africa, you know, I've told you guys about that kid, right? So this little kid doesn't own anything. His parents, family was killed in front of him. He escaped. And he's, the only thing he owns is this huge pair of tidy whities that he's got tied in a knot in the back to stay on. And this kid was always fucking smiling. And when you look at that and you see that somebody can thrive, you know, for probably their short life in an environment like that, then coming back to you know, the States, you know, we got fucking, you know, I got two cars, you know what I'm saying? They're not yeah. nice cars, but I got two, you I know, got they, enough space to put things mm-hmm. that I don't need yeah. and I haven't used in seven years. <laughs> I have a place to put shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. We got weed to smoke. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. my biggest problem over the past two weeks was fucking losing that strain. Great <laughs> God, but <laughs> right. Yeah. It just, you know, so our problems mm-hmm. are relatively smaller in mm-hmm. scale at times. You know, I'm not saying we don't have tough problems. Mm-hmm. In- I heard someone say like uh, Ayan Hersi Ali, you know her? Uh, She's like, she was from Somalia even. Okay. She's like uh, an active, you know, she like goes on Bill Maher, talks about Islamists. She mm-hmm. was like a, you know, you could say a victim of some of that mm-hmm. stuff. But she said when she went to Sweden first, to uh-huh. the Western world, mm-hmm. you know, Western world, she uh, said what amazed her was how everything worked. Mm-hmm. Like if she went to a bus stop and it said it was going to come at 6.05, it came at 6.05. That like was shocking to her. And we, that's another, we just don't realize how much stuff works here and how right. incredible it is that everything works. Right. Or, Your car mm-hmm. always works. The electricity is always on. The yeah. water's always there. Yeah. You know? like, so that's why mm-hmm. we need to know the bad parts of history, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To keep right. us in touch with yep. reality. <laughs> and that, mm-hmm. but that's why we need to ju- do right. something like jujitsu. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Um, and that's where, again, that constructive violence comes into play because it's there. It exists. And when it happens... And we haven't exposed ourselves to it. It's kind of like that bullshit thing that they're shooting in your arms, right? It gives you that same effect that it gives you a dose of it enough that when you do meet it, it's Are you it's saying not, that violence is like a, a thing that you put in your arm? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's that's pretty good because it does. Like that. But that's what that those do, right? Mm-hmm. They give you a little bit that makes your body react right. so that Except you're now the s- new well okay well that's altering. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know they but, just change yeah, yeah, your yeah, body yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's an interesting idea though yeah. it does fit it's like another way to look at it mm-hmm. that violence is being constructive like you get a little bit and that makes your body stronger and able to deal with a problem when it arises right right that's interesting it's actually a good analogy and if you do it in short bursts mm-hmm. where it's not insidious mm-hmm. then again it's not gonna you know, um, 
take you over the line because you're exposed to it, right? You've got a, um, you know, I think with everything though, there's a level of responsibility. I mean, you. this is why I think MMA fighters um, are only part martial artists, right? And that's no negative because not all martial artists are fighters. So that's not a negative. I'm just saying that th this is why I like the idea of the samurai because it, is a continuation you, you know you have the scholar you have the artist that's also a warrior um, a lot of times you know in a fighter right because I still differentiate warriors and fighters but you have MMA guys who are great they're phenomenal at what they do but their martial arts experience oftentimes ends when they stop training right so it stays in the training environment and then when they're done competing a lot of times it leaves them whereas martial arts is tempering that it's utilizing that it's taking it and allowing it to live with you and change with you as you age and as you go through different you know events in your life and so I think a lot of times what people mistake with what I'm saying is constructive violence because it's you know it, it takes on a different uh, mindset than just the physical violence it's the ability to temper that violence right I know a lot of MMA guys who if they didn't fight in the cage they would be fucking hurting people out in the world and you know I've seen more dysfunction in that arena and, and just because that's the arena that I've been in you know what I'm saying but there's a lot of dysfunction with fighters. Um, and so that's also, you know, a clarifier is when I'm saying constructive violence is not just a fighter, somebody who tempers that, who has a mindset that they develop sure. with that. And I think that's where enjoying the conflict, enjoying the struggle and the stresses mm -hmm takes things in a different mode. I think you can we, look we, at it. Yeah, from. we talked about that before, which ties into how you were saying it gave you that ability to deal with stress is that if you take care of the body, that's actually what holds up the mind. It's the support for the mind. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you take care of the body, then that clears your mind up. And it, you could even say further, like, because... You're saying even that primal aspect is that body aspect. Yeah. And so if you if you take care of that stuff, then your mind is actually, you know, it's not a dichotomy. They go together, right? So you can handle stress when you put yourself yeah, in you physical can, stress. Yeah, I think you can handle stress, stress, but I think you can think clearer. Mm -hmm. You know, when your body yeah. is healthy. Yeah. Um, You're like optimized. Yeah. Right, because yeah. both, both is, is aligned. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What other uh, thoughts do you have on this? Um, I was just thinking about, you know, less exposure to things creates fear. Um, atrophy. Atrophy, yeah. So, I don't know, I was just connecting it to, you know, constructive violence and how we need the stress, we need the exposure to things. Um, do you feel like since, you know, because you're, you know, you too are relatively new to this. Um, but do you feel like it's given you a place where you can be more calm and of a present mindset in a difficult situation, whatever that might be for yeah, you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I agree with a lot of stuff Jordan was saying earlier too about you know coming out of here with a different you just feel different mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like <clears throat> all those little things stop mattering it just I I've always sought out the next challenge like anytime I think that's why it's hard for me to like really focus on one like path in life like because I I could just focus everything I have on being a musician and you know just say fuck everything else but I enjoy doing so many things because certain things are scary to me or like they're Mm -hmm. they're just like a big challenge for me to overcome and like get into and figure out and so like even in the past like I can say there were times where my life was going so good that I almost found a way to sabotage it in a way to add stress to my mm-hmm. life because I was like, it was too comfortable. And yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm not learning anything. And I would find a way to like throw a wrench in something. And, fucking, <laughs> right, and you're like, all right, all right now. now let me figure yeah. this out. Yeah. And it would just help me fucking kind of find that next level. And I think the reason I chose to come in here was mostly like, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I, I started getting to that point again where it was like, nothing is really challenging me right now and it was like what's what's better than trying to not get my ass kicked on a regular basis and and now now that I'm doing this it's like I know no matter how long I do this I'm gonna keep feeling that same pressure every time I come in here Mm -hmm. and even the more I learn like it's 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 just teaching me how to deal with things outside in my life like in various ways like I'm looking at things from multiple angles now versus just like being linear in my thought process Mm -hmm. so yeah it's helped open up a fucking wide variety of of, uh, I guess new paths I was building the raised bed the other day and (laughs) just the I had to take a nail out so I I thought about jujitsu because it came out faster if I you know Wiggled instead of just trying to pull it all at once. So it made me think about inching and you know stuff like yeah. that. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Jujitsu. Jujitsu. Do jujitsu. Martial arts. I think. Mm-hmm. You know. Again, I'm always going to pitch it, but I think that that's what. Um, I think that's one of the most nutrient dense. You know, when I'm mm-hmm. saying that, it's mm-hmm. got some of. It's got everything in it right physically i mean people can do a lot of other things and those are all great i do a lot of other things but martial arts is the one that's kind of got it all it's like the nutrients dense food of Mm -hmm. physical activity because it's mind body spirit um, as well as fighting as well as you know problem solving as well as athleticism and you know on and on flexibility Rotation, range of motion, you know, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. things that are absolutely important. Um, but I think this is a topic that we can even come back to every now and then because it fits so much of what um, I think is our problem. I think we've just gotten softer and we're nerfing the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that if we talk about conservative versus progressive, we're progressing out of our physical being so fast, right? Mm-hmm. I look at kids today and I see these wispy, like almost 
androgynous mm-hmm. kids, right? Yeah, Where you can't tell if they're a boy or a girl, and um, you know, there's this very lack of uh, a physical approach. I mean, they don't even play like dodgeball to where you could just beam somebody in the face. I mean, you guys Dodge remember yeah, hitting somebody in the face with yeah. those big red balls? Right. Really? That it's sound. offensive now? Yeah. I think like it's like not I don't know. They, I think they did away with dodgeball a few years back. That's weird. It's offensive to But what okay, so finishing on this note, I was just thinking about this offensive. So the um F is that FAA? FAA is the mm, yeah. yeah the, so they're gonna start like weighing people now. Right or that's oh, a the thing airplanes? That they, yeah, they're talking about right. Oh, it's a charge based on weight. I I don't know if they're upcharging <laughs> or what. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Body positivity. That's, uh, yeah. right. Does that go in the Capitalize face of uh, <laughs> that goes against woke ideals? Right. Woke so this idea. whole time we've been like like socialists and we've been covering the weight of all the especially skinny guys like me. <laughs> right. I got the same plane ticket. <laughs> this is this bullshit. fucking weight communism. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's funny shit. All right. All right. That's got anything good. else to add? No. Nope. What about you? Any finishing comments? Closing? Sweet. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's that quote? Uh, hard times create hard man. Hard man create soft times. Good soft times. times create weak people. Weak people create hard times. Yeah, I always get it wrong too. Something right, bad. right. Yeah. Good, good men create good times. Right or hard men? What did you say? Was it? Yeah, it might be hard men. Yeah, hard men create good times. Good times create soft men. Soft men create bad times. Yeah, and then bad times create hard men. Yeah, and then it goes again. Yeah, something like that. I can never get that right. (laughs) Cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The revolution. Yep. All right. Worth.